Greetings, my friends, and welcome to episode two of the Mint Mob here with Jason and Alex. We're going to be jumping into all things Solana NFT, Broad Market Web 3, and all the rest of it. Uh, I got caused on the other line, my man Alex, and he is joining us from the ski slopes. Where you at, brother? How you doing? Hey, man. Happy to be here. Second episode. Um, yeah, I'm in Austria right now doing some, some skiing, enjoying the mountains. Um, it's pretty cold and... Whenever I am here, I feel like, you know, once I get back, I'm ready for summer. But um, yeah, this is going to take a while. But um, yeah, definitely happy to be here and talk about some stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. Have you uh, have you really been uh, enjoying the time over there on the hills? Are you big, big into the skiing, snowboarding? Um, it's actually, uh, I'm, I'm skiing. Uh, I, I tried snowboarding once, but I'm not really good at that. Um, and it's like my... I don't know, third or fourth time skiing. So I'm not really good, but you know, you, you always find a way to, to get down. <laughs> and gravity is pretty helpful in that. <laughs> definitely. No definitely. Doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Good deal, man. It's yeah, been a... what's, been, what's been going on in the space? Like um, I've, I've tried to keep up with the important stuff that's been going on, of course, with the stuff, uh, that is related to our project but um any big news i missed uh nothing really huge i don't think we've got some rumblings of another etf uh, proposal but this time for ethereum which is interesting because it's going to complicate things in that ethereum is a stakeable token unlike bitcoin which just kind of sits there and holds value you know with the with ethereum you can stake it and earn returns and so normally in the marketplace for the ETFs, the underlying asset is not something that earns. It's just more of a holder. So that's on the agenda um, for the SEC. I think they've got two applications in already. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Had you heard anything about that yet? Uh, I, I read a bit about it. I saw that the um, the um, decision was like delayed again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've watched the markets in general and seen that Everything is like pretty red right now. Um, most people talk about like market manipulations and stuff. Um, but let's see. I mean, actually, the news have been good lately. So I think that's just like a small dip or correction. Call it whatever, however you want. But um, we are going to see green soon, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I think we are absolutely at the beginning of the bull market to come, especially in crypto. But it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think a lot of people thought that once the NFTs were uh, NFTs, the ETFs, I'm getting my alphabet soup confused. Once the <laughs> ETFs were approved, it was just going to be a straight line to the moon. But of course, that's not how anything works. So you had everyone who purchased a year ago understanding that this might happen. They bought in Bitcoin at 20, some less than 20, around maybe 15. It got as low a little over a year ago. So, I mean, everyone who's up, 100 or 200 percent is taking profits and i'm sure that's going to be dragging the market down a bit and of course the interesting thing was we saw all the altcoins do what altcoins do and they followed right so bitcoin pulled back and then all the altcoins pulled back like massively and like solana dropped all the way down into the 70s just for a brief moment i think it was yesterday which was crazy because uh i had i was sitting on a bunch of solana and i was watching it ride up to 100 and I knew it was going to blow off and pull back. And so I sold half my holdings at 100, watched it go to 130, then back to 100, and then back to 90. 
and then started cycling back up and I bought back in too early. I bought in, bought back in at like the high eighties, you know, low nineties. But, um, I didn't realize I did, you know, I was a little early. I didn't realize it was going to drop all the way back to the seventies. I probably should have thought that, but, um, I got a little anxious and bought back in. So anyway, it's still a gain, but uh, it could have been a much, much bigger one. Did you, um, did you see that happen? Did you grab any tokens when it pulled back? Uh, I, I, f I feel like you, you still have a chance because, um, I'm not really sure if it goes up right away, like right now. Um, but I'm definitely like not on vacation, but I definitely felt like buying some stuff. Um, once, once I get home again. Um, but I think I'm like, anyway, I'm, I'm rather invested in, in altcoins. I think you're like, your portfolio is mostly in, in Bitcoin, right? Uh, mostly Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Solana. Yeah, that's like the safe way. Um, talking about Solana, you mentioned in Discord um, that there will be will be a Solana update um, that is like going to be pretty big. Can you can you give us some information on that? I just have some general information on this. I was actually talking to another founder who, again, is <laughs> thinking about leaving the space just he's just seriously tired of it so we were having a conversation uh and he was going through some of the you know some of his investment thesis uh theses i guess you would say his brother is an investment mm -hmm. advisor and you know they're the type of people who watch charts closely and look at the marketplace but um you know as we went through the conversation he was telling me what was in his bag and how he thought the market was going to unfold and he mentioned this Solana update that's supposed to be rolling out. And basically what it's supposed to do is, I forget the name of it. I'm going to have to, I tried looking it up just now, but I couldn't find it. There's some sort of code name for the update like there always is, but it's supposed to bump transaction volumes through the roof. It's supposed to really blow the speed off of pretty much every other chain that's in, you know, that's in that sort of space where, you know, it's low cost, uh, high speed, as opposed to something like Bitcoin, which is low speed high cost, you know, meant to hold value. The the cheapo chains, I think of the cheapo chains, you've got Solana leading the charge. And if this update goes through and people can really grasp the technology and leverage it, you know, you got the phone, you've got the NFT platforms, you've got the code base, you've got Metaplex building, building some really cool things on top of it, uh, including Solana inscriptions now. I mean, all of these things are really transaction heavy, very, very transaction intensive. I think uh, inscribing one uh, inscription on Solana was something like 56 transactions because it's writing, it's having to write data multiple times. The block, you know, this, this gets into sort of the block speed thing because the block speed's happening so fast on Solana. It's got to write multiple collections or it orphans the block. And so with the transaction speed going up, it will, you know, sort of smooth out a lot of the technology it rides on top of it. And basically it, it starts to look more like a regular database, in my opinion, than a, than a blockchain style database. So it's going to be interesting to see if the transaction volume going sky high can do something like cause people to leave production on something like Ethereum and jump ship and come and start building on Solana Obviously, with the phone and with the platform, there's a lot of possibilities there. And with the the code base that exists on Solana and all the tools that are already available, someone with a lot of want to and money could come in and really do some great things. So it'll be interesting to see if that causes basically a flip 
between, you know, the value of something like Ethereum and the value of something like Solana? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I have been monitoring a lot of projects lately and a lot of small projects and many of them are actually like because you mentioned the transaction speed and stuff and many of them are actually competing about like who has like the fastest blockchain and there are already many projects that have transactions like below one second per transaction like i think um some are even like at 0.45 seconds i think if it's below a second it doesn't even matter um but you know i th i think you have to be able to handle it if you have such a big transaction volume like Solana uh, Solana has. Because I think back then, I, you probably remember when um, Solana went down once and they had to restart it due to a lot of uh, bot volume. Um, this is something like this is actually a big test for for such a project. And I, I think that Solana, I, I, you, you've probably been around back then and you you could see in, in the Discord in of, of, of Solana back then that like, I think it were, what was the number? I think 80% of the validators had to had to agree together to restart the, the blockchain because back then that was like a big reason for, for many people to think, hey, wh why can they restart a blockchain? Like, wh why can they do, do that? And that was like, the reason for many people to think that it's centralized although it's not because it was like actually just a good communication of all these validators who had to come together to 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 restart the chain because like the solana foundation could could have done it alone and um yeah i think you know many projects who who claim to have like the fastest blockchain and stuff need to need to like need to witness that and see what happens when you have such an such a high transaction volume you know because solana is like a top five uh top five uh, cryptocurrency right now and there's like there are tons of vo volume on, on solana and um you know if small pro projects claim to be better like yeah you maybe are but just at that transaction volume that you have right now and um, that's why i'm actually a big fan of solana because they have been building like all the time and you you see like unlike ethereum i don't know how, how are you like following ethereum a lot because um the last thing i've seen is um the new roadmap i think um vitalik um tweeted it on on x and um yeah I, I, i'm not really sure what they're actually doing like maybe you can give me some light um not really i i think ethereum fell off the rails when they switched from proof of work to proof of stake to be honest with you i think it was yeah, a huge definitely. mistake and um you know i i kind of lost faith in them they basically became an also ran at that point um even though well i, I guess i shouldn't say that i i guess on some level the the motivation was was positive you know the this whole idea of saving energy and this and that but at the end of the day, it's energy that is costly that make that creates the value in the first place. That's why Bitcoin is what Bitcoin is. So I'm not mm -hmm. really, I'm not really too, I guess you'd say like long term bullish on acquiring Ethereum. I think Ethereum is going to go to ten thousand easy in the next bull run, but I'm not really looking for a, you know acquisition of more Ethereum at this point. I'm just kind of going to sit on what I've got and let it ride. 
and acquire Bitcoin and other tokens around the ETH. And if I pick up a few here and there from, you know, trading a D God or something like that, so be it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, tech wise, Ethereum is probably like much worse than than many other projects. Um, it was just maybe yeah, it was just coming out like re released at a at a good point because it was so early. But if if they actually um, developed Ethereum today as a new project, it probably wouldn't wouldn't be that successful. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But let's let's try to jump to 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 nfts right now um i think we we got some important stuff to share about our own project um i would i would start right here by telling or announcing that we received our first images for our first nfts from from an artist for our 21 collection um for our artist incubator and to give people an idea of what they can expect, um, I would like to like to um, tell people who it is. And I'm trying to find out the Twitter. Let me just check it one second. Um, so her name is Maria. She is the founder of, of the woman from Cosmos. So she's um, not really from Solana, but her art is very, very unique. Um, feel free to check it out on on X. Um, you can you can find her by just typing in "Woman of Cosmos" to to get an idea of how she draws and and what she does. She's hand drawing everything, and um, yeah, she created pieces for our Twenty One Collection. And I'm really looking forward to sh to show the people. I think I haven't even shown you yet, um, but I received the the data and um, yeah. We will have the first 21 mint of an of an artist that is like not Goodfellas related um, on February 21, and I'm very happy to to be able to announce that, and I'm really looking forward to do that. Yeah, this is going to be fun. There's a, so much in in the way of art coming into the marketplace, and I think that artwork in general has been something that a lot of people are capable of producing, but for many years have been unable to produce for whatever reason, whether it was cost prohibitive, time prohibitive, location prohibitive, resource prohibitive. You know, nowadays, if you've got a, uh, basically a good phone or, or a stylus and a small pad, you can basically create artwork and mint it on something like, I think she's on Polygon, something like Polygon or Solana for just a few bucks. And the next thing you know, now you have a sellable piece that can actually pay you back in terms of royalties forever. I mean, obviously, assuming that you're creating stuff that people like, but um, it's it's a great it's a great time, I think, to just reiterate the fact that artwork in terms of NFTs is the first and best utility. And bringing in uh, someone like Maria to start, I think, is going to be a really interesting piece of of. Um, our project because, you know, obviously she's celebrating the female side of things. NFTs have been largely male dominated for, you know, I guess since, since forever really. And she's basically drawing female form, uh, female form, female form, and, you know, putting her own little spin on it. And it looks really cool. It's like you said, it's hand drawn and um, it's very interesting pieces, colorful 
And uh, I think people are going to dig it. So I'm curious to see how that goes. And especially in, you know, an artist incubator sort of collection, because ultimately Maria is going to be the first of many as we reach out to artist after artist after artist and onboard new people and bring them in. I'm curious to see how that collection evolves. And, you know, this will probably end up being a separate from our our style of 21s, but we haven't really decided that yet. But um, as that collection evolves and we've got names in there that at some point, you know, maybe some of some of the most well-known names on Solana or on other chains, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it evolves and how it's how it's received. I know that our crew is, you know, really highly involved in the art side of things, so I think they'll really appreciate it. Definitely, man. I, and, and that's why I actually was very happy to to be able to to work with her because um, she has been in the space for, for a pretty long time. She's doxxed um, and she she has been doing a lot, like even in real life stuff um, with with her art. And, you know, when I started to to look for artists that fit our collection or that that we want to um, share with our community, I had like many people who were just like coming and, and and saying stuff like, hey, give me a hundred bucks and you can have my pieces and who didn't really like care about their own art. And you, I, I feel like once you realize that people actually care about it, you see that it's like unique, you know, because when I look at Maria's art, I have not seen anything like hers. Oh, I like that. And, um, you know, especially in the times of generative art, there is like a lot of stuck, a lot of stuff out there that looks very like alike. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's a cool thing to, to get like multiple, multiple artists together who have like different styles and, and, and connect them to, 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 to one big thing. Um, but on the other hand, we also have, um, collections that we are acquiring. Maybe, maybe you, you worked on that, uh, definitely, uh, lately, uh, maybe you want to lose some words on that. Yeah. I mean, obviously from the artwork side of things, uh, actually I wanted to touch on something that you said before I jump into that. Um, the, I've, I've been sitting in on some artwork spaces on Twitter and just listening to artists talk. And, you know, a lot of these guys are doing something else, you know, in the real world for their actual income, but they're, they seem to be very attached to this idea that they need to be, you know, they need to acquire a massive following. They need to have their pieces sell out. They need to be making money and all of these things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, you know, as an entrepreneur I, and a capitalist, I really want people to support themselves through quality work because value exchange is what makes the world go around and it keeps it peaceful. And so if we can support artwork, artwork that we like and purchase it from people and they can make a living out of that, so much the better. But I think what I'm seeing a lot of in the spaces is people are coming from a place of I have to make this my income. I have to find a way to make people buy this. And they're forming these little groups and these little groups are then just buying one another's artwork, kind of like an NFT project, but it's, it's just disjointed. And so it's like, okay, well, we're going to be this group of whatever. And there's 50 or a hundred of us, and we're just going to cycle through buying each other's art. Well, obviously that's not going to support someone because you're limiting it to that, 
you know, to that little group in terms of support. And at the end of the day, you have to have broad appeal if you're going to have some form of larger income. But what I see instead of people staying true to themselves and what they want to create is they're going and they're creating for the market rather than creating for themselves. And I'm reminded of how important this is. I'm listening to Rick Rubin's book right now. It's called The Creative Act. And Rick Rubin is one of the founders of Def Jam Records. Some of you guys are, I'm sure, are familiar with Def Jam. And he goes through the creative process. And one of the points that he really drives home again and again and again and again is, is like if you're creating artwork for an audience, it's not artwork. It's a product. <clears throat> and so he really stresses this fact that as an artist, you have to stay true to what you want to create, whether it's accepted in the market or not. And I think that whether it's generative art in the space or whether it's one-off art that I'm seeing from artists, I see a lot of people selling their souls to try to catch a little bit of money rather than staying true to what they really love. And I feel like our project is one of the few that's actually committed to this, this idea that the artwork should come first. You know, you and I came together over the fact that we loved this artwork that originally founded um, AOM and now became ours and picking up these pieces that we like and pieces that, that, you know, have some substance to them is really key over, over, you know, over time and in creating longevity, because ultimately if you're an artist and you're trying to sell to the market and the market doesn't respond, then you're just a frustrated individual constantly but if you're an artist and you love what you're doing and you're doing art for the sake of doing the art, then you can never be disappointed because the reason that you're creating is for yourself. And I think it's really important that as you know, we go through the market and we start picking up pieces and collections that we only deal with people who think that way. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more, man. Um, I think last time I, I mentioned that many of the best-selling um, NFT projects on Mag Magic Eden um, on Solana are like just spaced on, on chain that is being sold. So it's not really about art anymore. And um, yeah, that's basically, basically why we came up, why we had that idea of making art great again. And um, I, I feel like we're definitely, definitely on a good way uh, about that. And um, I'm actually... Right now, looking at the at the top uh, selling um, NFTs on um, on Magic Eden, and I like it's it's pretty interesting to see that if you like look back, maybe I don't know five six months ago, and you try to see how many projects are sustainable and still in here, you 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 barely see any project like i can i can see mad lads that's been around for for some time and um i'm mm -hmm. but besides that there is like not stuff that is being be, being sustainable and and um in the space for a long time and that's actually the problem that that we have been talking about so many times and um yeah that's, yeah that's yeah, that's definitely yeah, go ahead. No, that's definitely true. <laughs> you uh you brought back bad memories when you said that because I was going through my wallet the other day from when I first started buying NFTs, you know, and I was just looking at the different quote unquote projects by these quote unquote founders. And uh, you know, all of them are basically failed. You know, they were they were hype projects or they had this grand idea, they were gonna build this thing, you know, or they and ultimately they either run out of money 
they did a free mint, didn't have any money. Um, you know, they couldn't sustain the hype cycle, of course, and they got frustrated when the negativity came in. And so the founders got self-conscious and just walked away. And so I'm looking at all this artwork and I'm like, well, you know what? I, I'm okay with this because I actually like this artwork. And then when I think back, I'm like, okay, well, I actually bought this artwork because I thought it was cool. And I thought it's something that it will age well. In other words, as the market matures and we go into the future and NFTs become this ubiquitous thing across the world or tokenization becomes this ubiquitous thing, I can look back and say like, oh, wow, this is one of the early pieces. You know, it's date stamped, it's time stamped, and no one can take that early piece away from me unless I choose to sell it. So from from my perspective, I think of it like, like I said, like baseball cards, comic book cars or motorcycles, like the old ones are always the best ones. So for me, it's it's bittersweet because, hey, yeah, hey, we want to make some money. But by the same token, I'm not really, really, really willing to risk anything on a Solana project, no matter who's involved with it. Unless, A, like you said, they are doxxed and they are committed and I can somehow pick up both of those things through their communications. So I feel like we've done a pretty good job of doing that. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes for us. We're doing things a lot differently than most people in the marketplace. But I feel like there's no substitute for building a good foundation. Yeah, definitely. I th I think when you just mentioned that you, you were checking like... Um... Um, like like your old wallets and stuff. I remember remember a tweet that you you made back then. I think there was a project. I I forgot the name. Um, that was all also like hyped up all the time, and then it minted, and then it went down. And and I think you you tweeted that and said like, hey, here you see like how uh, like the old hype game is not working. I'm not even not sure what what exactly you said. But, um, ah, Bankman, it was Bankman. Yeah, right. Maybe you remember it. Um, seeing that, uh, seeing them sitting at, I don't know, 0. 0.5 or 6 or 7 Solana. And I rem remember that the Mint was even, like, kind of hyped in our Discord. And you actually, like, nailed it, nailed it when, you, when you said and, and, um, and, yeah, realized that this project is, like, just like all the others. And, I'm I'm so I wouldn't say mad but rather disappointed that people still do the sh the same shit over and over again. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. But yeah. in the end I I feel like we can just go ahead as 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 a, as a good example and and show people how it's really done because um yeah, we we are building the community. We we just keep going. We just keep growing. And, and doing stuff. And I think in the end, people will recognize that we are different to, to the others. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, there's no one that can look at what we're doing and say that we're following the mold. Uh, I mean, I think the mold needs to be broken, obviously with a 95 mm -hmm. to 90, 98% failure rate, something has to be done different. And all I see is more and more projects being dropped on Solana in an already saturated marketplace, you know, more thousands of pieces being dropped from this person or that person or this project or that project. There hasn't really been any uniqueness in the projects. There hasn't really been any uniqueness in the artwork. Sure, there's some cool artwork out there, but you know what? If I go back far enough, I can find a style very similar that's just as cool. So why would I buy that if I already own something else? And then when you look at the population on Solana, 
especially in the Twitter sphere, you just see it's the same people going from project to project to project, hyping it up, minting it, selling it for a small gain, and then going away, and then all the suckers are left holding the bag. And of course, that's the last place you want to be. So with us, we're basically doing it the exact opposite way. Instead of bringing in everyone up front, we're bringing in a few people up front and building into more people later. And I feel like having that foundation is really the only way to, to be sustainable in a market that's trying to cannibalize itself all the time, right? I mean, if you've got project after project after project, five, six, ten projects dropping every single day, thousands of pieces, but the number of people who are buying stays the same, then basically all you're doing is opening up a coffee shop on the north, south, east, west side of the same intersection. You're just cannibalizing your own business. And so at the end of the day, you have to find a way to separate yourself. And there's no greater way to separate yourself in this space right now than avoiding the freebies, which is something that we've, we've, you know, made part of our value system here. Yes, man. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. I'm actually a little short on time, so I, I need to, to wrap this up now. Um, just want to make a quick service announcement for, for the listeners. Um, I think we've talked about it, but um, that's no paid promotion here. But Jupiter is dropping, and I'm, I think a lot of people are not aware that once they um, used um, Soul Incinerator to burn their NFTs, um, they're actually eligible to, to claim these tokens and um have you checked how many wallets do you have you probably have like a hundred <laughs> yeah well no i don't have that many on soul maybe 10 maybe eight or 10 but yeah i did check a few of them and you know i'll be there just like everyone else picking up my freebie airdrop and then trading it for something of value <laughs> immediately it's just you know yeah, it's just pointless that th these things still exist but hey if they're going to give me a few bucks i'll take it you know Yeah, you, you can actually see that this project is a lot about hype um, and I feel like it's definitely good free money. Um, I, I think I got like five <laughs> wallets. Um, I got the welcome gift everywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, around 1,000, I think. And yeah, let's let's see how, how things turn out. But if you guys um, had like an NFT, like if you burned one, you should be um, getting your, your tokens and definitely... Um, not miss out on that and yeah um i think from my side um I'm, i'm 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 done right now do you have anything to say no man we can close it out i know um, i appreciate you taking time out on your vacation i mean it shows a lot of commitment and it shows a lot of you know just just it, it i think it, it speaks a lot for your value system we talked about being committed and you know here you are on vacation showing up to do a podcast so i really appreciate that and obviously don't want to take any more of your time but Thanks for showing up uh, and taking time off the slopes. I know you'll have a good time. Uh, enjoy yourself. And to everyone out there listening, we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we will see you in the next episode. Take care. Thank you, man. Take care.